Hey friend, I'm Laura Lee and welcome to Living in the Light. Here on the podcast, we share our stories of how Jesus has brought us from the dark and into his glorious and powerful light. This is a space for you to be encouraged and to remember that your story matters because with God, even the brokenness has incredible purpose and meaning. I'm here to bring real life to light. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. Today I invited one of my dearest friends on my Zubia on the podcast to talk about what the Lord is teaching her this year when it comes to hearing God and walking in obedience to what he is calling us to. We talk about facing the fears we all have around showing up for the dreams the Lord places on our hearts and how to avoid paralysis by overanalysis by taking up the strength and the courage found only in God. Anmai just recently got married. I got the privilege of being her maid of honor in her wedding, and we recorded today's episode in her precious little apartment in the middle of Oklahoma. Consider this episode a peek inside our sleepover, as this conversation is an overflow of a discussion we were already having and wanted to invite you as the listener to join. Now here's my conversation with Unmai. Spirit. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, come, just Holy speak. Because we're here. Yeah. And our bellies we're are full <laughs> of biscuits. Yes. My husband makes biscuits. Her it's husband really makes great. biscuits. He bakes and a lot. It's his thing. They're really good. They're really good. Like, get yourself a friend who marries someone <laughs> <laughs> who bakes who bakes carbs. <laughs> Who bakes carbs. They make you happy. Yes. They make you laugh. Yeah. They make you joyful. Christ's body, he relates it to bread. Yeah. That's important. We broke bread at we 10 p.m. We broke bread. Who said biscuits are just for breakfast? I know. Did we take communion? <laughs> Did we <laughs> no, take we didn't communion? Have any wine. Yeah, we were just sitting here and, um, and Maya was telling me about <laughs> what the Lord's teaching her in this season. Oh gosh! What is the Lord teaching you in this season? Oh, I? so much! It's like different every three months. Yeah, and it's kind of like God, you're gonna give me whiplash. Like my neck hurts. My neck. <laughs> okay, wait. I think you should tell the listeners about um, the analogy we you came up with. Not, I'm not gonna take credit for it because you came up with it earlier. Where. Um, the bouncy house. <laughs> I think people can like okay. deeply relate to this. All right. Let me share about... Because it's not just for marriage, you know? Yeah. Like, this goes with a lot of different relationships. Lots of different things. So, for context, I just got married four months ago. Almost four months ago. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. I saw it. (laughs) You were there. (laughs) It was, like, the most chaotic day She's really married. Yes. I'm really... I'm, like, 100% married. No doubt about it. I got the contract (laughs) and everything. (laughs) No, but, like, I'm learning so much. I've been in just the craziest season of transition. Like, I got engaged, then I got married, and I, wait, no, I graduated before I got married, but after I got engaged. Okay, yeah. blah, 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 blah. She did all those Timeline. things. I got engaged, and then I graduated, and then I got married, and now I'm, like, post-grad. Yeah. 
trying to figure out married life, trying to figure out post-grad life. Jobs. Jobs. Career. Career. Moving to a new city soon. Mm. Potentially, like... So many creative dreams. So many dreams. A very in-between season. Yeah. Like, I just feel like Clay, and I'm like, God, you gonna put your hands on me and turn me into something? And he's like, not yet. And I'm like, but I'm just ready. I have a little piece of Clay sitting there. Chilling. Yeah. Um, But I made this analogy with, like, um, marriage and, like, learning about your spouse's family. And I was talking to my counselor because... Holly is a godsend. <laughs> Counseling. Counseling is so great. Um, but about how, for me, some of Zach's family's rhythms don't fill my love tank as much because it's not what I'm used to. And I have to learn how to make the best time out of my time with his family by having good boundaries, by knowing what I need to fill my love tank while navigating what fills his family's love tank. And he has to do the same thing with my family because my family does things that are, like, really different. Like, we are across, a cross-culture marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm half white, half Vietnamese, and he's half white, half Mexican. So, like, we're, like, jumping different things. Like, my family does things a lot different than his does. So he has to figure out, like, how, how do I fill his love tank when he's with my family when our patterns don't fill his love tank quite the same way that his does yeah so (laughs) we're in the kitchen and i was like it's kind of like on a bouncy house you know those obstacle course bouncy houses very specific with like the punching bag yes we're running through the like hurdles or like the things you have to crawl through like i know what my family's obstacle course is like there's a hurdle and then it's like the punching bags and and then it's the ball pit like i know it I know exactly what to expect. Slide at the end. Slide at the end. Boom. Land on the ball pit. You're done. (laughs) Game achieved. But then his family's ball pit, it's like, maybe the punching bags come first. (laughs) Or maybe like, maybe the like hurdle is second or like Mm. the little crawl through part is like third or fourth. It's unexpected. So it's like, I have to like figure out his family's rhythms or like, do I need to stretch before I do his family's obstacle course? Like, do I need to stretch my glute? Because <laughs> sometimes yeah. that like muscle's real tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good and analogy. And then oftentimes I just get hit in the face with a punching bag when you're yes. not looking. <laughs> I feel like what I'm hearing from you <laughs> and what I heard from that was like, it's just life is that way. Life is that way. You know, you think you have it figured out and then it goes a whole different way. Yeah. And or, it's just like God. There are so many obstacles that do come up, Mm. but we do it. We do it. Because at the end, there's a slide. At the end, there's a slide. At the end, there's a slide. It's the best part. So the bouncy house. (laughs) This is going to be your most chaotic episode. What else is God teaching you? Ooh. I have a question. Okay, how? So you have this whole season, we're talking about how... God has immeasurably more in store for us than we can even ask or imagine. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of dreams. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this, like your creative dreams. You yeah. want to write a book. Mm-hmm. And you believe, you were standing in the kitchen just a minute ago like, <laughs> I believe God can give me a book deal by this time next year. 
Will he? Will Maybe he? Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We know he 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 knows He's what's able. best for you. Yeah. He's able. Mm-hmm. But you're believing. Yeah. And you have hope. I have hope. How are you dreaming with God mm. in this season? That's a good question. Mm. I think about when the the idea for this book, this hypothetical book, book that doesn't exist yet, um, came into my mind. I was reading more recently than when this idea came to mind, but like Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, talks about the idea of inspiration or ideas having agency. Like they come and they find you and see if you're the right host for them. Hmm. And the more you wait and the more you tell your idea, maybe later, the more it's going to be like, maybe this person isn't the right host. Um, But also how like, God gives us ideas and inspirations Mm. and this idea of obedience that, and I found lately that I am more creatively fulfilled when I'm obedient to what God has called me to do. Yeah. Because he, he gives us the inspiration. He gives us the dreams in our hearts. So he gives us the things that he's called us to do. And when we are in line with him and his will, what he's teaching us, mm-hmm. we are most satisfied, right? Yeah. So I think the same thing works for people who are inherently creative and artistic. Like, we can be artistically and creatively fulfilled more so when we're aligned with what God has called us to be doing yeah. at the time. I've been reading in Deuteronomy a lot. And always, it always comes back to diligence. Be careful to be obedient to what God has called you to do to his commands, to what he's already said. Um, to listen to what he to has listen. said. To listen. Yes. Like in Deuteronomy 6, it says, Hear, O Israel. And I remember circling like that word. Like, we cannot be obedient without first hearing. Yeah. So when the idea for this first came into my head, I was like, all right, let's do it. Let me try to sit down and write. A practice writing. Or like, I would sit there and be like, Hmm, trying to like imagine these characters, imagine this plot, like what do I want to write about? What do I want this to be a bigger symbol of? Like what do I want to create out of this? What do I want people in the world to receive from this Google document I have open that might not go anywhere? And the Lord just kind of whispered to me one morning. He's like, how do you think you could create a story without the hand of the grandest storyteller. Mm. Like, girl, what you thinking? Trying to come up, how to trying to create yeah. and create a story without the one who has created my story, mm-hmm. who's created all stories, who has created like the coolest, grandest story of the gospel, but also like these drama filled yeah. stories. Like you read the old Testament. Shoot. Yeah. The whole Bible. That, like, first and second Samuel, that is a soap opera right there. That is full of <laughs> adultery, sex, murder, war, like Game of Thrones who? Mm. First and second Samuel. Excuse That's me. In the Bible. Prophecy. Prophecy. Foretelling. Wow. I love that God just met you there and how he's like, invite me into that yeah. dream. Yeah. Because he that wants I've to. given you. He wants to be, back to Deuteronomy 6, 
It's just like coming in clutch. I read it literally yesterday. Yeah. But like, I'm going to just read it. I'm flipping it open. Please do. Uh, Deuteronomy 6. For hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as fontlets that how you say that between your eyes i don't really know what that is frontlets 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 uh you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates um there's this idea that like loving the lord your god loving him and honoring him exists in every fiber of our day Mm -hmm. every part of what you do when you rise when you walk when you eat when you walk by the way like and so, of course, he wants to be involved in our creative aspirations. A lot of my Christian actor friends, a lot of my Christian creative friends talk about how our inspiration for creating comes because God first created. Like, he breathed the world into existence. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool is that? You know, if we could create, like, Ex Hello, this organization I used to work for and loved, their whole philosophy is... How can we use our creativity to create a rhythm to the way people view God with mm. the creativity God has put in us? Yeah. Yeah? Well, I mean, God created us to fill and subdue the earth. Mm-hmm. Essentially created us to bring beauty to yeah. earth. Mm-hmm. Like he created us to create things. Yeah. Like that's it. Even if you're not like creative, artsy by mm-hmm. nature, like... People are creating things with yeah. their hands through mm-hmm. the work that they do all day, every day. Yeah. It's just like, who are you creating for and inspired by? Mm-hmm. Like, just that thought that, like, everybody's creating. And there is a grand creator and a grand storyteller. And when we fix our eyes on him and do it for him and with him, it's just, mm-hmm. it's more joyful. Yeah. Like, it's so joy-filled because it takes the pressure mm-hmm. off of off of us. us yeah my sister and I I put language to it this past week of like why do we why do we um delay mm-hmm. doing something we're told to do right like yeah. this is what you're kind of saying is is like you feel called to write this book or like write the mm-hmm. story tell the story whatever it is mm-hmm. but you're like oh, I don't want to do it like it's just a google doc we like you know the enemy mm-hmm. tells us all these lies of like no one's mm-hmm. ever going to read this. Like, this is such yeah. a waste of time. Wouldn't you rather be doing this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this, and distracts us in 80 ways? And then it's been yeah. three months, and you're like, oh, I haven't touched that thing that I really feel like God is nudging mm-hmm. me to do. And I think, what were the words? Paralysis by overanalysis. Yeah. When we overthink something, mm-hmm. and then we sit with it, and we don't do it, and we don't do it. Mm-hmm. And God's like, I'm not mad. I'm just, yeah. I'm going to patiently keep, like, tapping your shoulder and reminding you that... I have this creative idea yeah. that I think we should do together. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, and when we were at Church of the City, they talked about this, like, when we, a different conversation, equally as important, when we engage in justice, 
and engage. Sorry, I'm always thinking about justice and injustice. That in made the me world. laugh just because like <laughs> we're talking about like dreams and intending to your creative project and. And she's like, and justice. <laughs> Injustice, justice in the no, world. No, it, it relates. Continue. Um, I can't wait to see how, what you're going to say. When we as believers engage in bringing equity and justice into the world, we are just partnering with what God already wants to do in the world. Right. And it's the same way when what he gives us... What he's already doing. What he's already doing. Like, with or without you, he's going to breathe a story about with the morals of X, Y, and Z into the world. And when we partner with him creatively, we just get to be a part of what God is already doing in the world, what Mm -hmm. he already wants to do in the world. Right. And so like, sometimes we get a big ego Mm -hmm. and I don't even think just a big ego, but like, even like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. ourselves. It becomes too, we become, yeah, we get really invested in it because you know, we want to bring part of who we are. We want to bring ourselves to what we do. And a lot of the times it's our own insecurities that get in the way mm-hmm. of being obedient to what God is calling us to do. Our own insecurities that get in the way of doing what he wants to do in the world. Like we see it throughout scripture. We're in good company, mm-hmm. you know, but but those are our patterns. And Jenny Allen talks about in get out of your head. I'm reading with a few friends. Um, how sometimes like in our minds, it needs, Jesus needs to be the center of our minds. So loud in our minds that we can't even hear fear. Yeah. But oftentimes it's vice versa. Like fear encaptures our mind and our thoughts. And Jesus is just like trying to break down the door into our minds, but we're so wracked with fear. And it's a human response. It's natural. Like we get caught up in, you know, we get caught up in fight or flight. And so often when cool ideas come into our mind that feel like really large endeavors, we go into fight or flight mode. And oftentimes we flight because we don't want to put that pressure on ourselves to fail. And we forget who our God is. Yeah. Like that we don't even have to fight. God is already fighting mm-hmm. for us ahead of time. Yeah. But. And a lot of times it's a, like you feel the fear and you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we were just talking about that forward facing, showing yeah. up advancement that, mm-hmm. I mean, we're humans. And so mm-hmm. it's not, I'm, it's just innate that, you know, like the fear is going to creep in and we have a, an enemy. Mm-hmm. But. Like, we're not a victim, we're a victor. Yeah. Because Jesus Christ is fighting for us, and mm-hmm. he's in us, and working through us. Yeah. All he wants us to do is show up. All he wants to do us to do is show up. Mm-hmm. And if that's with the creative project that, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, like, birthing into the world, like, you show up, and that's the little by little, step by step, yeah. day by day. Mm-hmm. I think we want to see the big outcome, you know? Yeah. And we're a very, like, as a society, we're very quick outcome based. Like mm-hmm. we want to see results. We're, we're consumers inherently. Mm-hmm. We want to skip the process. We want to skip the process because the process is hard. And we're like, I just want this really pretty picture idea, all the details involved done, but that's not how God works. Like God wants us to be obedient and trust yeah. the process. He wants to refine us because 
like, yes, he can do something great in the world, but he cares more about our hearts. He cares more about our heart posture. He cares more about our obedience and what our lives look like. Because he can pick anyone and do anything to bring something into the world. But he chooses us. He chose you yeah. for a specific thing. You know? And he and chose like, you for a specific thing. Exactly. And he chose the listener <clears throat> for a specific thing. Mm-hmm. And like, there's going to be an outcome, not just in the product that you create, not in just what you do, but an outcome in our hearts of like what God teaches us in the meantime mm-hmm. of the discipline of like right now, like as I like dive into creative endeavors that like I hardly ever talk about to anyone because I'm like holding them so close to my chest because yeah. I'm like, what if I fail? Like, what if it's not any good? Yeah. Like God is teaching me how to show up for my work. God is teaching me that like it's okay to be scared, but like I should not be ruled by fear. I should not be ruled by what other people's potential opinions could be. Like he's pruning out a lot of those things in my heart as I show up, show up for my work. As I, as I trust him, as I start to, to do some, do a new thing. Like for me, I'm like really comfortable creatively when it comes to singing and like building my recital programs, you know, and, I know the ins and outs of what my practice time needs to look like, you know, like I know the formula, but showing up creatively to something completely new, there's a lot of imposter syndrome there of feeling like I don't belong here. Like I wasn't a creative writing English major, like nobody wants me to be writing something. It sounds like some of our, our ancestors. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Moses is like, I, I'm i not very Why good me? at public speaking. I don't think like that I'm, this is for me. I have a lisp. I have a stutter. Yeah. You, get, you picked the wrong person. But God doesn't make mistakes like that. Yeah. He doesn't. Mm-mm. And he knows. Yeah. And like I... I did a whole counseling session. A whole hour She has her Holly. notes out, ladies I have my counseling notes out. Go get a counselor. Holly at Crossings is great. I love you, Holly. Um, But, like, whenever I, like, specifically about, like, coming to my art and my creativity authentically and, like, bringing all of yourself, like, to an audition or to your writing or wanting to be vulnerable in a blog post or something, like, sometimes we block ourselves off from being genuine because of fear, And we're afraid how it's going to be received. We're afraid what people are going to think. And so often we just cut ourselves off at the knee. We like don't engage in relationships or friendships that could be really great because I'm afraid of being perceived as fake. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm afraid of being perceived as not good enough. I'm afraid of being perceived as like too Christian or like that weird Christian. Or I'm afraid of being perceived as like too socially involved in things, you know? And at the end of the day, what other people think doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, we have to be obedient to what God has called us to. And, like, for me specifically, like, I struggle with codependency, which is kind of this thing of, like, valuing other people more than you value yourself. And so for me, that turns into a codependent tendency of, I'm more worried about trying to control how people will perceive what I do that I don't even begin to do the thing that I want to do. 
Yeah. You know, and I cut myself off at the knees. I think many people can probably relate with yeah. you in that. And now with social media and everything, like yeah. we really do think, I just, I love the beauty of the mm. work that no one sees. Yeah. Like with this journey that mm. I've been on with the house and mm. I mean, you've been intimately a part of it over the past year, but mm. I just think about this, the many days and the hours that it was, mm-hmm. it has continued to be like, yes, I'm telling some of the story on the podcast, but this is not mm-hmm. like 0.3%, you know, of like yeah. the full story that God and I have been on mm-hmm. together, dreaming through this thing and like praying over it. And, um, just the sweetness that comes from trusting God in that mm-hmm. process Yeah, and relying on him for every yeah. single part of it every next step yeah and sur- surrendering it to him along the way and trusting that even if that's what that the sermon was about at our church today that like you know elizabeth and zachariah waited 90 years you know to mm-hmm. see the fulfillment of something that she dreamed for her mm-hmm. whole life which was a child and yet they they were still righteous and holy before the Lord. Like mm-hmm. even if God doesn't birth a book or mm-hmm. birth the house or yeah. the dream you have on your heart, like mm-hmm. there is beauty in the process because mm-hmm. you're getting closer to the God of the universe mm-hmm. and you're creating something. Like yeah. regardless, you're working with your hands mm-hmm. and using the skills that he's given you mm-hmm. to do a thing. Yeah. Like I'm reflecting his image. Yes. And I'm mimicking his actions by yes. creating. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, he doesn't care about the end result. He cares about the here and now. Like, he cares about your heart, where you are. Like, it's it's just like voice well, it depends about depends what the end result is. Yeah. He cares about the he end result of it. people coming to know him mm-hmm. and to love him. And he d- does that through yeah. our creative mm-hmm. work in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but he someone, does care about the hearts. Yeah. For someone who's an Enneagram 3. <laughs> for you, I might relate. That's like, true. I'm like, hey, what? That doesn't make sense. I'm like, <laughs> Contact. I'm an Enneagram 3. I get really obsessed with the end result. Like yes. with the outcome. The, product, the achieving. The performance. The performance. You know? And it's like, at the end of the day, like, like God cares about that. But like, he cares more about my inward heart. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, Psalm 51. Like, he does not delight in my burnt offerings. He delights in a broken and contrite heart, mm-hmm. which has been like, call it my mental health psalm. Like the psalm I just go back to consistently of like, I can self-sacrifice all day long. I could lay myself down on this altar of perfection, lay myself down on the altar of people's opinions, but he wants my heart yeah, and he wants to form me and that's what matters. So it's like when I find myself stuck in fear, when I find myself sitting at this Google Doc and thinking more about what are people going to think than like what do I want to create? What does God want to create? I just have to, I have to ask myself like, what am I really afraid of? Mm. And when you address what you're actually afraid of, it takes the power away from it because then you can submit that to the Lord. And you can go back to scripture and say, like, what does God already say about this? What does God say about caring more about people's opinions? He says, you serve God, not man. What can man, what can mortal man do to you when my eternity is in heaven? You know, it takes away the power from the fear that we just cling to as an excuse not to, not to do it. Mm -hmm. You know? 
It makes me think of the verse that does say, like, work unto the Lord. Yeah. And not to man, knowing mm-hmm. that from the Lord, you'll receive your reward. Yeah. Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for people. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the New Living Translation. Work willingly at whatever you do mm-hmm. as though you are working for the Lord. That encourages mm-hmm. me tonight. It is... I am an Enneagram one and (laughs) it's just so easy to get caught up in perfectionism that Mm. it stops you from that paralysis by over analysis. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think a good place to end is with, I'm looking at your journal that says courage on it and just thinking of the (laughs) verse like that Joshua, that be strong and courageous. Mm -hmm. That was my verse for the year. It's her verse for the year. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that right? For the Lord your God goes oh, with you know. wherever you go. It's I'm a bad it. scripture memorization. Joshua. Gal. That is it. It is. Joshua 1 9. Have I not commanded you? <gasps> Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God. God. I think of Jackie Hill Perry's God. God. The way she God. says it, I'm just like, goosebumps. Ah. <laughs> Will be with you wherever you go. Yeah. What were you asking me about it? I just think that's such a good place to end with that passage because we've talked a lot about, you know, having courage, showing up, stepping into what God's calling mm-hmm. you to, that, you know, God does put dreams on our heart, but it, you know, it takes us like taking action and mm-hmm. not being afraid to just do the thing and do the work yeah. when no one is watching. But that means resisting fear mm-hmm. and trusting that the Lord, our God, is with us and doing it mm-hmm. with us. Yes. What does that verse mean to you as mm. you... You're wrapping up the year. I'm wrapping up the year. Oh my gosh. This was like the longest year of my whole life. Yeah. It was a big year. It was a big year. Yeah. How has that verse like mm. encouraged you in this journey of having courage? For me, it it's kind of manifested itself in a lot of different ways, in a lot of different seasons. Mm. And this might be a whole, a whole other podcast. Yeah. But, um, you know, in my season of engagement, it was a lot of, I'm not going to be afraid to show and share who I am, what the Lord has been doing in me that looks different than my family's perception of who I've always been to them. Mm. It's being firm and knowing who I am, not what anyone else says about me, knowing who I am, who God what says I what. need, what God has put in me, what God is doing in my life, what God is healing within me. How do I, how do I stand firm and stand up and show up for myself? In a season where everybody has a million different opinions, a million different voices, when my voice has always been the quietest when all the other voices are around, mm-hmm. how do I listen to that voice? How do I listen to the small, still voice of God in the loud mm-hmm. seasons when everybody wants a say, everybody, everybody's emotionally invested in what you're doing? And so for me, that really looked like setting boundaries 
sticking to those boundaries because because that's the way I'm going to survive. That's what's going to honor him best. And honor the people and that's what that I'm gonna, you love. That's, gonna, that's what's going to honor... And honor the dreams that he's giving yes. you to, to mm-hmm. act out, you know? Yeah, and like, he called me to be strong and courageous, not to be afraid or discouraged in the face of those who I love the most, who I was always the most afraid of disappointing, yeah. you know? And that takes a lot of work. I God am says. who God says I am. And that's what I'm going to plant my feet in. That's what I'm going to stand firm in. Yeah. You know, because that's what matters first before anyone else. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And that might come at the risk of disappointing your parents. That might come at the risk of disappointing your siblings or having to have hard conversations. But like... We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. We can be strong and courageous in that. Mm. So that's kind of the way that that verse really looked like. I think this is so encouraging. Because, well, one, I just believe that, you know, like everybody listening probably relates to a part of that in some way. And I mean, I relate to it. Feeling fear that you are going to let other people down, especially people you love and who love you. And then to just like trust that God has a plan and a purpose and walking in obedience with him is is mm-hmm. good and facing those fears is hard yeah um thank you yeah. for just um being so willing to be open <laughs> about what the lord's teaching you in the season and mm-hmm. i'm proud to be your friend for you, those of you listening i was her maid of honor in her wedding it was such an honor <laughs> but i've just seen like you you know you're a little bit younger than me and you've been walking through some like big scary leaps and transitions in this time and you're just like clinging to the Lord and to his Thanks, word so wholeheartedly. And um, you're always teaching me something. I was <laughs> laughing just a minute ago because I'm in my room getting ready for bed and she's giving me a sermon about the discipleship of generational familial yeah, familial discipleship. And I'm like, I love this friendship so much. This is what friends are for. Oh, man. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Yeah. Will you pray? Yes. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for bringing us all home from Thanksgiving safely and relatively sane. God, I am... Lord, I just pray for any woman out there who is struggling with fear. God, it is real. Um, But we are not... What is that verse? We are not meant to have a spirit of fear, but of... For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self. Sound mind. Sound mind. I pray against any fear. Lord, I pray against any fear that the enemy is trying to use to keep us cut off off at the knee, God. Lord, but instead I just pray for um, hope and courage commitment and love to you god to rise up in women or that our focus on you that lord that we would love you with our heart our soul our mind and our strength so much more than we would love sitting in our own fear and in our own self-wallowing god i pray that we would remember that it's not about us god but that it's about you that we just get to partner with what you are doing in the world what you want to do in the world god and that we would be um, welcome hosts for your inspiration whatever you're teaching us or whatever you want to do in us lord whether that's starting a business starting a blog starting 
um, sharing the gospel, talking to your parent or your sibling about something that's been on their heart, God, I just pray against any fear, God, but I just pray that instead we would step into faith and we would step into courage and boldness because who you are and everything you are is already in your word. And your word is all we need. And your presence is all we need. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, friend. Do you want to be a part of our community of women studying the Bible all over the world? There's a link in the show description to join the Rise Collective Women community today. If you've been following the journey through the podcast season and you find yourself or someone you know interested in the Rise Collective Women house in New York City, there's an interest form in the show description. You can fill that out and I will send you updates and continued information about the development of the program, how to go about applying, and ways you or someone you know can partner and support the project. If you're loving the show, be sure and subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a short review. This helps more listeners find the stories and the episodes here on Living in the Light. Thanks for listening, friend. I'll be back on the podcast next Tuesday with a new episode. I'm going to end today's episode by reading our scripture of the season. Ephesians 3, verse 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.